actually watched Scarface um, from in its entirety for the very first time. Because it's on Netflix? Um, yeah, I downloaded it because I needed something to watch on a flight. I'm like, all right. I, wa I watched a shit ton of, uh, like, Al Pacino stuff. I still have a couple more movies I have to watch. What is it? Carlito's Way, I think. Um, but there's a number of different videos I have to see. Well, movies I have to see. But uh, Scarface, I see why people really like it. But it's very 80s. It's yeah. really 80s. Yeah. I see why people like it, too. It's uh, so quotable, bro. Yeah. Every rap song, they have some excerpt mm -hmm. from Scarface in there. Yeah, it's like when I watch Godfather, understand why people say um, not only is it the greatest film of all time, but why people take so much away from it. Because there's a lot of life lesson yeah. um, that happens. You can see how um, emotions can cloud judgment. You can see how you know emo uh, discernment um, amongst leaders, how important that is. You could see how, you know... Um, with uh you can go down a path of you know self destruction by being so overly ambitious you lose mm. touch of what it was that you actually wanted to do there's so many different dynamics you can Banger. see betrayal uh misinterpretation of different particular kind of information uh, uh mm -hmm. people being impatient a lot of different things in in scarface you saw how um his uh tony's ambition to get to the top and then having morality at the wrong time yeah. cost him everything mm -hmm. um addiction getting so heavily into the cocaine he couldn't go and you know make the sure cocaine. he could stay level-headed because yeah. that's how he could have not gotten murked by Souza if he just you know if they when they planted said bomb if they just blew up the dude now granted you don't want to blow up nobody's women and children but you have to understand who you're associating yourself with there really mm -hmm. is no honor among thieves and here you are thought you could it could have worked out nope yeah so. it's stuff like that it's so alluring because it's the fast life fast money right becoming tony montana is the equivalent of the urge for a woman to want to become an only fans girl mm. That's the way I see it. If a, if a girl's like, I should become an OnlyFans girl. Fast money. I get to live a glamorous life. It's not that hard. Uh, if you want to get to the very top, it is pretty, it still requires like, like strategy and it still is a little bit hard. But same thing, Tony, like if you want to become the, the kingpin, cocaine kingpin, mm -hmm. it's fast, easy money. Yeah, constantly it's, looking over your shoulder. Yeah. But it's constantly looking over your shoulder. You can never like, it's one of those things where you can't tell people what you do. Right, right. But in his case, it was it was out in the open. Like there, there was no question. And he was the number, I think the number three guy inside of Frank's operation. Yeah. Because the other dude, he ended up being, I guess he was um, a rat. And then they hung him from the um, the helicopter when he went down to, um, I think it was Cuba. Where was Sosa located? Mm -hmm. I forget. But um, it's very vivid in my mind after a while. I watched it. I watched it one time, but then it's still like because I, I always saw clips throughout yeah. the years. And then finally watching it from beginning to end i see why people love them it's movie. one of those movies that's just like extremely like the accent the way he acts mm -hmm. uh it's very quotable because it's like it's a g everybody wants to be like a boss like that yeah you know they want to be the g they want to be that guy but bro there's a lot that comes with that heavy is the head that wears the crown right bro. right and it was so different in the personality between tony and um and truly i think this is something that we could do too um react to like movies break stuff down that'd be pretty cool um breaking stuff down i did a business breakdown recently mm -hmm. i, I want to start doing more business breakdown stuff just because that's the one thing i know in and out right like i know business like the back of my hand but uh there was a big big deal hundred million dollar deal that budweiser did with the ufc 
And when I saw this, did you hear about that at all or no? Budweiser did with the Budweiser did a hundred million. I thought it was Bud. Uh, it was Budweiser. I thought it was Bud Light. But no, Bud Bud Light. Yeah, Bud Light. Because I remember there was, was, was some uh, back, but there was some backlash about about the deal. Yeah. So there was but, a thing. Okay. It was like uh, people are threatening to boycott the UFC because of the Bud Light deal. Right. And I, I did a business breakdown. And I'm gonna do it again here on the show. But I thought actually thought it was a genius move because mm-hmm. for everyone the watchers that don't know what happened, Bud Light they essentially got canceled. Right. By their audience in the reverse, they got reverse canceled. Right. Because they were trying to be too inclusive. They sponsored um, um, Dylan Mulvaney. The yeah. trans. Yeah, yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. Trans person. Yeah, the three. The th- well, right. Fair enough. Fair no. or still veiny, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so since that's the case, YouTube, they went right. and they um, sponsored the 365 Days of Woman of the Year um individual and that ended up leading to the cancellation of the uh, i forget who it was that uh was pushing bud light heavily and people just started from a business perspective bud light fucked up because they don't know their core audience you know your audience is these these guys are like rooting tooting americans drinking some bud light in the back of my truck yeah that's kind of like their core audience Mm -hmm. or like very masculine guys like bud light you know let me get a bud light after work crack a beer just had a long day at my electrician job. Let me crack a beer with a Bud Light, mm-hmm. you know? And they sponsored Dylan Mulvaney. Put Dylan Mulvaney on the can. All of a sudden, people were like, fuck Bud Light. They lost $100 yeah, million. Yeah, they dollars. lost a shit ton of bread. They almost yeah. went out of business. Mm. So, oh, it got I, that far. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it had gotten that far. I knew it was bad. It was I didn't know it was bad. that bad. Interesting. And that's just a, a prime example of not knowing your core audience. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Bud Light, I, I'm scrambling. I'm like, let's get, get all the soldiers together. Emergency meeting. Let's figure out how to fix this. Mm-hmm. So they decided, okay, we sponsored this, this, this fucked us over. Let's sponsor the most masculine thing we could figure out. So they started UFC. looking into it. Polar opposite. Yeah, polar, polar opposite. opposite. They're like UFC. Right. And Dana White, Dana White's a brilliant businessman. He looks at this and he's like, oh yeah, they fucked up. He knows he has all the leverage. Yeah. So, so you could throw out insane figures. And he did a hundred million dollar deal. Incredible. So Bud Light's like, well, fuck. They want $100 million, but they put us in the middle of a UFC cage? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. We got it. At this point, they're desperate. They know they have to do it. They're going to run. They're running the fence. So they're like, fuck it, do it. Dana White's like, $100, $100 million. And like I said, Dana White, because he knew the leverage, people are like, I'm going to cancel the UFC because, of, because they're taking money from Bud Light. No, the fuck you're not. I don't care what anybody says. If there's a big UFC fight, right. I don't care who sponsors that shit. I'm going to watch tune it. In. Because the core audience of people who tune in for UFC, you're a fan of the fight business. A lot of times mm-hmm. you don't. The casual viewer will tune in for that high-profile fight. Right. And even if somebody said, you know, you wanted to go and cancel the UFC, you can't do it. Because they've consistently been able to ascend since the pandemic. Because really, 2020, they were one of the two, you know, sporting events. Them and the WWE kept going. They kept going, kept going. And it's gotten to its absolute peak. So even though Bud Light is in that terrible, you know, tailspin, them going and partnering with the UFC, Dana White being able to pull all the money. Right, that's the one brand that can save them. So they're going to be able to print, and people are still going to go and tune in. Because what happens now, it's like, think about all the people that watch the UFC. Now Bud Light's back in the forefront of their mind. They could be like, fuck Bud Light, whatever. But they see Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. Every time they tune into a UFC fight, eventually they'll be like, man, I want a Bud Light right now. Yeah, soon enough, somebody will go and they'll, they'll bite they on flip. it. They'll yeah, bite they on bite it. It makes then- me wonder what the turnaround time for that investment will be. You know, now granted, everything takes time with the sponsor, but it yeah. makes me wonder. It really makes me well, wonder. Well, I don't think it's necessarily even one of those things where you can calculate a direct ROI. It's more one of those things where it's like, hey, we fucked up. Right. Let's just cough up this 100M fix our image it's not going to be overnight 
But like I said, when Bud Light's in the forefront and they start seeing people get fucked up and beat up and punched at, whilst looking at a Bud Light thing, they start to associate that with like masculinity again. And it, it's a slow grind to like, hey, we fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, because it, it was a up. fast fall. It was a yeah. very fast fall. So it really mm -hmm. makes me wonder. And, you know, right now with the UFC, things are going magnificent with what you saw in the ring between um, Francis Ngannou when he took on Tyson oh, yeah. Fury in a fight that truly could have gone either way. But I don't think if they raise Ngannou's hand and he won, I don't think there'd be a lot of people who would be complaining. I yeah. think this is one of those well, situations I, I where thought, a lot of people can say. If you looked at Twitter, everyone said robbery. I thought it was a robbery. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I thought it was I a think, robbery. I think, I think Ngannou and a lot a lot of times people think because um, of a knockdown, that means you won said fight. Because I think even when the first fight was a split decision between Fury and um, and Wilder, when they were fighting back mm -hmm. then, I still said Fury. In my opinion, I felt like Fury still won the fight despite the knockdowns at the end. But in this situation, watching it from a guy who isn't a boxer, for yep. all intents and purposes, to go in there toe-to-toe -to -toe with the world champion per se the number one boxer in the game and to fight the way that he fought to where fury damn near had to change his entire dynamic and plan in mm -hmm. the midst of the ring and watching the fight you saw Ngannou was actually winning i felt as if it was a robbery as well and then and you look at you look at the aftermath right the faces fury had this big black eye fucked up fucked up fucked and looked, and Ngannou looked the same and now Going back to everything with UFC, this just further, you know, increases UFC stock. I think Ngannou's performance reversed everything that the Paul brothers had done to all those, you know, retired UFC yeah. fighters. I think now the stock has since gone back up for UFC. And Dana White probably looking a little bit stupid. Um, I think it's like a 50-50 because like, he yeah. was talking kind of down on Ngannou well, just because of the contract disputes. They could have worked something Ngannou out. Ngannou has done something that's great. He's liberated fighters. Because right. like I said, UFC is the most uncancelable thing. I saw a UFC fighter posted their paycheck after taxes, uh, flights, because they make them book their own flights and yeah. stuff to the fight, after medical clearance, hospital bills, he walked away with like $17,000. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. They're like, yeah, make them fight. Like, yeah. that, UFC pays people 17 grand to get fucked up, to yeah. get brain damage. Nobody bats an eye. It's like, it's like the Coliseum. It's blood sport. Yeah. It's blood sport. So essentially, you have these gladiators, these, war these warriors who's going out there, and you're fighting to make a living. And the people are just, they're bloodthirsty, so they're just cheering it on. Yeah. I couldn't care less if this dude couldn't eat. I remember there was a video of, um, I forget the fighter's name. I don't know where in Africa that he had um, came from, but then The Rock, he saw it because he said he had like seven bucks in his pocket. The Rock's whole story is having seven bucks in his pocket. So right. with that being the case, he went and he, I think he got the dude a, um, a house, yeah. all this other so stuff. That I forget that. Heartfelt. I forget his name, but people were like, whoa, wait a minute. Yo, they got to pay this dude more, but that's literally the story. Yeah, when no. you're coming up in the fight game, it's one of those things where you got to be passionate about it or you got to be really good. Mm -hmm. If you're just somebody who's mundane, oh, it's very difficult. You're For not sure. going to be able to make a living. Yeah. So Dana White, with Francis Gano, he's liberated some fighters because right. he was like, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going to be your, your little clown anymore. I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Guess this fight with Fury wins. One of the like he now he's a household name in boxing in MMA. Right, like dude is a beast. Yeah. people love him, and I love Francis Ngannou. I would love to have someone like that on the podcast. I think he embodies everything we talk about. Mm -hmm. Do you know his backstory? Uh, no. It's fucking incredible, bro. From so, Cameroon. It's Cameroon. He was working in the sand mines as a child. Mm. Working in the sand mines, and he was like, you know what? This is not a life for me. Right. So, dude makes the uh, the journey, treacherous journey, to go from Cameroon and try and get into. Europe, 
Right. Um, and the way he does it, I guess Cameroon, all the countries in between, he like walked or hitchhiked or whatever, found a way to go up through there. Mm-hmm. So he's cutting through all like the jungles of Africa to get here to the border. Mm-hmm. And then from the border, he has a little like boat rafting. He tried to take into, into Europe or was it Turkey? Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to get something into, are we good? Yeah. So, so yeah. So no. he, he's, he tries to take this thing into Turkey. Um, he gets caught. They ship him back to Cameroon. Africa. Yeah, yeah, you got to go back to Cameroon, again. tries again. Okay. And, he, and he's doing this. And like, keep in mind, it's not a short trip. It's like a two-week trip. Like yeah, you, unyielding pursuit to yeah. try to find a way so out. So he was literally there in the sand mines. And I could be wrong about some of these details, but in the sand mines, fucking traverses through the jungles of Africa to get to the border, crosses over, gets sent back, tries to cross over again, gets sent back, tries to cross over again. Eventually, he makes it over. And uh, so I don't know what Africa, I'm not a geography guy, but like Africa, I think it is, I think it's Turkey or something. Mm-hmm. And then from Turkey makes it into Paris. Uh, and at this point, he's already like 34, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So he was about, in his 30s doing yes, this. Yes, bro. Really? Interesting. I don't know if he, if oh he was my. in his 30s. Well, maybe yeah, like maybe late teens, 20s, something no, of that like nature. 31 okay. or something. All right. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to figure out what I can do. He couldn't find any work. He's like, I'm going to become a boxer. Starts boxing, ends up doing MMA. Joins the UFC somehow, becomes the fucking heavyweight champion, bounces out of that, becomes the, uh, I want to say boxing heavyweight champion, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC so the um, dude champion, is literally yeah. has like an indomitable spirit, like right. unbreakable. People are complaining about fucking, I don't want to post every day. This dude fucking worked in a side mine, went through the jungles of Africa, when I took a raft from fucking... Africa to the Middle East to then end up in Europe to then train every single because that's not enough for him. He could have been there and be like, I'm going to get a job here. Much better life than being in a sandmine. No, fuck that. I'm going to train every single day, become the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, turn this down and then fight the biggest heavyweight boxer in the world. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And, it's and amazing, even, bro. Like, even, even people people will probably get into like the details or whatever the case, but I think it's the perseverance that matters in the story because here's somebody who could have quit. Yep. Because, it, of course, being in the United States, it's different for us because if you're out there, you got to you notice everybody's doing everything they can to get here or get to like a first world country mm-hmm. so they have an opportunity. You could be born here and you don't have that level of hunger. You don't have that level of desire because imagine like you're trying to see if you could get somewhere you fail twice it's like all right well off to a different venture for him he said no fuck that i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna keep trying and the work that it takes to get to this point because like you said he could have made it to europe and said all right cool i'm just go be see if i could become like an accountant or something like that you make a good honest living but you're not in a situation to where it's like it's you do or die kind of situation because in the fight game hey go out there lose four fights then what yeah. You know, then what? Like, there's there's a ton of people who in the fight game been training for years. They make it to whether you get an appearance on UFC. Maybe you don't even get that far. You could be on a smaller promotion trying to go and fight. You don't break through. And here you are just, you know, whatever your paycheck is for the fight, that's enough to sustain things for whether it be a month, two months, yeah. three months. Because remember um, back in the day when um, Tyson was at his peak, he was fighting like fucking, what, was like 86? He fought like maybe... 10 fights in the year like you're fighting mm-hmm. every month there was a couple of periods in which he fought like twice in one month yeah. a lot of guys when you're coming up you have to fight a shit ton of times mm-hmm. because if you're getting paid per fight 
I got to take as much fights as possible. Exactly. So in this blood sport, really, you're in a spot where it's like, oh, you got to fight to live. You got to fight to eat because some of these people be homeless, living out of their cars. Man, you can always admire it. So um, I would hope with this deal for um, Dana White, the UFC, with uh, Bud Light, they could pay a lot of the fighters. You I don't know, know, they're not paying. But the they're not going to. People they're play not out. Going to. Like, and here's the thing: like, why are you fighting? Go, go do something else. You don't yeah, got to do this if you don't have the money. You always could. It, business is business, bro. Like, you can make it big in the UFC. One thing that the UFC does really, really well is they promote the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you might not get paid in money, but you get paid in attention. That yeah, attention. Yeah. Like, Francis Ngannou, one thing UFC did do for him, they might have not given him a bunch of money, but they promoted the fuck out of him. He became a star because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a big marketing engine behind it. Like um, even uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, same thing to with the whole style bender stuff. You have an opportunity to brand yourself. And I think mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time. Personal brand is the strongest right now across the board and everything. So when you are given that platform, you've got to be able to get yourself over. Like uh, sure. um, what's his, uh, I forget his first name, but Holland. Kevin Holland, is it? Kevin Holland. Yeah, that dude talking in the midst of fights. His sound bites and mic'd up stuff from it. It's got to be one of the most viral Mm -hmm. fighters because it's like, yo, I want to see this guy's fight. Maybe not even for what happens at the end result, but what happens during the fight. Somebody like Conor McGregor, one of the most recognizable faces across the entire planet based off of the brand that he was able to build off of the UFC. So a lot of people don't recognize how to capitalize on it. When you've got those cameras going, you've got to be able to take advantage. You've got to make the most of the platform. Yes, yes, Charleston. Oh my God, this dude might be one of the top five trash talkers of all time. He's a real life Johnny Cage. This dude was able to market himself, recognizing, hey, these cameras are on, these mics are rolling. I'm going to give people something to talk about. Mm -hmm. I've said time and time again from when I started on social media, my one goal, make it to the NBA celebrity game. And they've since lowered the barometer to get in because now it's like you could be a social media person, you mess around and get in like that. I don't even need to be highly up there in clout. Fuck, Just bro, get me invited to the game. I'm gonna add that to my. I'm gonna add that to my list. I would love oh, you to should. do that because for me, it's not even the. Oh, let me show you my athletic ability. I never had an opportunity to play, you know, organized basketball at a very high level. So let me come show you what my moves are. To hell with that. Somebody's gonna be mic'd up. I'm not gonna be the most viral individual there. Sure. Somebody's gonna be mic'd up over there. All I got to do is get near the mic. Whoever is mic'd up, I'm guarding you, and I'm not going to stop talking. I'm not going to say anything that would end up getting bleeped out. I'm going to say the most outlandish things that would still fall under the stuff to get me in there. So I would be doing, like, positive trash talk. Oh, I bet your mother makes amazing pies. I'd love to taste it this Thanksgiving. You better invite me to Christmas. I can't wait to get your you know, dad a present. I'd say random things. And yeah. somebody, what's this guy talking about? I bet your toenails underneath those sneakers look amazing. Just say random stuff. Stuff to where people immediately I'd be able to build my stock because Just they're like, that. who the hell is this dude who keeps talking? I would do outlandish things yeah. because the camera's there and now the attention shows up and you got to be prepared to now sustain that. So when that opportunity presents itself, whether you're on a platform like UFC, Bingo. boxing, whatever the case is, now that the cameras are on you, how can you build a brand on top of that? Yeah, It's one of the biggest things I'm passionate yeah. about. I, I love that. I love that. Mm. Piggybacking off of that, I completely agree with you. That's mm-hmm. fire. I did a, I just did a TV show with MTV, whatever. I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it yet, whatever. I'm going to fucking talk about it. Yeah. They've taken forever. It's been over a year. We filmed this last year. Um, but I, I went on the show with the intention of building more brand. Because I think about it, I'm like, I'm not here to win the money. There was a prize money. It was like 100 grand. I make that in a month. I make way more than that in a month. Mm-hmm. 
Big flex. Uh, big flex. I'm not there for that money because mm-hmm. that money to me is worthless. Like, sure, and, like, great. But I'm there to create the moments that go, become viral, the moments that people view, uh, and build almost like a character that not only helps MTV because they, they have their storyline, but also for me, I get a bunch of exposure off it. Right. Because if, if I can capitalize on that moment and just get as much airtime as possible, that's free marketing for me, bro. It's free marketing for me. And that brand sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Right, that 100 grand they gave me, it could be gone in a month. I could buy something nice, it's gone. That brand, it sticks with you. And the press that stays, because that's the biggest thing. People will go on these reality shows mm-hmm. and the moment that you're on these shows, if you can separate yourself from the pack and become somebody who's interesting enough, because whenever somebody's watching a show, and it's the same thing regardless of what it is. Okay. You ever see people watching like history shows? They're Googling in the midst of watching the show, like yeah. uh, um, um, The Crown. Mm-hmm. When The Crown was at its peak, I remember I was watching the first two seasons. I don't give a shit about you know uh, British history, what's going on with the throne. I don't give a damn. Right. But while I was watching, it was so captivating to where I'm Googling the different sort of actors. I'm Googling different sort of stuff that's happening right who is this oh wait a minute this happened wait there was some sort of mudslide in in the 50s that killed all these what's going on over here so if you're on a reality show people are gonna be well who's this person so now that i'm googleable in the midst of watching the show i gotta give you something to talk about after the fact exactly right so and you gotta on, sustain it exactly so you're on this show these people are you know you, you got these cameras rolling you have an opportunity to push your personality now not only would you want to be in a situation where the show you're showcasing a personality and a brand there. What if you already have been building that brand ahead of time? So now when they Google you, they've got something Boom. that's actually they, there. They, they binge everything. Exactly. Bro. That's the biggest thing. You. That's what. That's one of the reasons why you have to be prepared. Because these when people, the people that get blow there. up, like these overnight successes. Mm-hmm. They have nothing that people fall on, so they don't really right. fall in love with their character. They watch right. it, they're like, okay, cool, let me look this person up. Oh, there's nothing else I could check out. Done. Mm-hmm. You've, you've lost their attention already. But someone like you, someone like myself, they f- see this person, because I've thought about this a lot. I need to create a lot of like, stuff people can watch so they can have something to refer to. They're like, oh, what is this? They find out about me through one of these big moments, mm-hmm. and then they, they continue to watch. And then literally from there, they become deep fans. So you, if, let's say you do the uh, NBA celebrity game, right? You become one of the people like, oh, this guy's awesome. We look him up. They see all of your videos. You have now captured right. the hearts of these people. Right. And that's that's the biggest thing for me. That's it's like, yo, you got to be prepared for when the moment comes. And since I was 21, I constantly kept telling myself, it's a long game. It's not going to be overnight. It took seven and a half years to make it to where I am now. Boom, and baby. I still look at it like, yo, I haven't, I haven't made it yeah. yet. I'm still waiting for that huge break. But it's not like I'm just sitting over here on my hands like, oh, man, I, I know it's going to show up. Wait, it's going to come eventually. No, I'm going to be prepared prepared for when it does happen so the moment that they got that mic rolling they got like an intro or something like uh, uh they, they give me a hot mic or something why do you think i do the whole diligent vigilant meticulous engagement conscientious analytical methodical individual think about what that sounds like to somebody who doesn't know who you are a casual like, viewer it's like wait a minute they what did, what did he just say so you got to take like a double take i now become not only rewatch i'm rewindable per mm-hmm. se so you want to go back what did he just say let me go back and see what's going on or if you do something that's outlandish you now become a viral mm-hmm. Individual, you know what man. we need to do? So much shit, man. We gotta find a manager to manage us that can get us in the celebrity NBA. If we could both be in the celebrity NBA oh, dude, game, be wild. same time, I need to get my my cloud up a little bit more. I think I think the combination of the stuff that that's in progress, 
I can do it, but bro, that'd be fucking a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, because you're more, you're more raw businessman. Because you have the personality on a lower level of your business. Your business supersedes your personality. Yeah. My personality supersedes my business. Right. So with that being the case, if we now can converge. get that converge, now get both on the same level, now it's going to be like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty cool. Oh, and he's also a killer businessman. But I love what you said about like how you've been working on this for seven years. Because something I noticed about you, I love, you fucking fly here every time to do this, these podcasts. Yep. Every week to do these podcasts, you honestly fly boom let's get it done yep and that stick to itness people don't have that they so don't a crazy thing and uh we just got monetized yes this podcast is officially monetized Woo! Ooh, yeah yeah and people are gonna be like well yeah because you had followings bro this was still fucking hard yep we've been doing this for four months mm-hmm. this is episode 21 six months maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah five forget. months we've been doing it for five months episode 21 an episode a week four or five clips a week for the past fucking 16 no i'm sorry for the past 21 weeks yep Bro, most people wouldn't be able to stick to that. So the fact that we did all that to now officially get monetized, it feels so fucking good. But it's also a testament to like, hey, if you just push and work at it, it shit will work for you. Right. That consistency, uh, that consistency mixed with like the strategy mixed with a little bit of work ethic. You can make it happen, bro. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it, uh, you know, ad nauseum throughout the entire podcast of the same skill that it takes to make $10. It's yeah. the same skill it takes to make 100, yep. 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. It's the exact same thing. You got to have that stick to You have mm-hmm. to have that consistency, the commitment to the commitment of consistency. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to continue to go through the ringer because most people, and I've always said a podcast isn't a podcast. They say it's 20 episodes. In my opinion, it's 100. If you get to 100 episodes, you got yourself a podcast. 50, you know, that should be more than enough. But you have to be able to commit to it. Because oftentimes when you first begin, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know how to really connect with individuals. But then now when you get yourself a listener, you get somebody who's now tuning in, you continue. It's repetition. It's like Michael Jordan. How many shots did this man take? You know, how how many how many uh, um, freaking at bats did you have? You know, Barry Bonds or or, or, um, Hank Aaron. How many did they have? How many footballs did Tom Brady throw? How many right hands and hooks did you see? You know, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Ali throw. It's a it's a constant grind to get there. And that that constant grind also builds the foundation where the superstar comes from. Right. Because check it out. We do the cele- let's say we do the NBA celebrity game, right? Speaking this into existence. Uh we get we find a manager, he's like, yo, you guys are funny. Let me put you guys in the celebrity NBA celebrity game. We do the NBA celebrity game. People find out about us. I hit a game winner. You're talking all that shit. People are like, oh, who are these people? Right, they look us up, they find the podcast, mm-hmm. and now they have fucking a hundred podcasts to watch. Right. So now right. not only do we get our moment, but we have the entire foundation for yep. them to latch onto, mm-hmm. and now they cling to it. So not only does the podcast print money, our brands grow huger. There's a deeper connection with the audience. You built this massive fucking snowball based off this little like let's do an episode. All right, next week another episode. Twenty episodes in. Okay, cool. We got monetized. Hundred episodes in. Oh, cool. We got the. NBA All-Star Game, boom, out of nowhere. We're one of the biggest podcasts in the world, you know? Right, that's the biggest thing, because a lot of times, the peop- there's a lot of podcasts that came out of nowhere, like that um that Bobby girl on um yeah. on TikTok. I don't know where this girl came from, Drake. but she was ready for when the moment happened. Yeah. It blew it blew up out of nowhere. Not everybody's got the attention on her. I think she sat down with Offset, um, Little Yachty, yeah. um, Drake, a bunch of these people. Mark I just Cuban. see clips coming out of nowhere from, t- um, yeah, she from was Twitter, ready. and I ne- had never known who this girl was, and mm-hmm. guess what? Now they go, they have a whole 
whole video log bank of everything. And she has not only, you know, videos you go back and watch, it's anticipation of what's next. And I promise you, the people who had just joined and hopped onto her bandwagon, yeah. they're now going through the creator's journey with her because I promise you, she'll probably go and rebrand at one point, maybe within... 12 to 36 months and when that rebrand happens those very same people who hopped onto the bandwagon in 2023 they'll be looking back 2025 2026 2027 like oh i remember when she was doing this and then yep. she went and she did that you feel like you're a part of it so mm -hmm. that's one of those things where it's incredibly important when you you got to be ready when the time comes you know um and that that's what that's what makes it so cool man but listen when you stay ready you don't gotta get ready 100 percent yeah, I, I think that like when it comes to all that stuff, that that building part of it, people don't like the building. Don't. Embrace the building because the building is the foundation mm -hmm. where, where the house is built. Yeah, my boy. So yeah, it's fun, man. And like little, I think those little wins keep you going. Because let's say we were at let's say we were at a hundred episodes, right? Not monetized yet. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be discouraged. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking. I stick to a lot of things. I'm like I I force myself to do a lot of things. But if we're 100 episodes in and we're, we're not making no progress, viewership hasn't gone up and we're not doing this, I'd be a little, like, discouraged. Like, man, I don't ever want to do this anymore. But these mm -hmm. little wins, like, even if we make $10, I don't give a fuck. That's $10 I didn't have before. Right. That's 100%. 100%. 100%. And then now you know it works because mm -hmm. you went through that entire ringer to finally make it to that point. It's like anybody who um, just starts on YouTube. So many people don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah. Then you finally get monetized. There is not a single YouTuber I know who grinded to finally get monetized and then they stop and they quit the moment that they get there. Yep. You done did all of this to finally get to that particular point. Now you've got to push. And then that feeling of getting that first check Oh, and nothing beats it. Nothing beats it because you could. It took me two and a half years to finally get that first one. We talked yeah. about it before in an earlier episode. But with all of that to finally make it to that point, you know, all of the work that you done put in got you to where it is that you want to be. So with that being the case, you just like, all right, cool. Now I'm ready. I, I feel like everything was worth it. It wasn't mm -hmm. like this wasn't the end to the means. It was a means, you know, toward towards towards the and end. It's the hours, bro. We, like right. I said, 21 episodes. That's got to be like 50 hours of both of our lives. It doesn't sound like a lot, but 50 hours consistently. And we talk about it. We talk what, at least four or five times a week yeah. about this, mm -hmm. bro. It's, it's a, it feels good. It just goes to show that you put energy towards anything. You can, you can make stuff happen. Yeah. And what I love the most is like, we could, we, we, we talked about different sort of innovative ways that we could do things like, Oh man, we could do a, a, a pod from a jet. You know, we can maybe do live one, maybe go on the street, do a bunch of different things. Swim There's, to that Island, right? Swim to the Island. There's a lot of versatility that can happen, but in the midst of all of those different ideas, it's like, all right, you have to be willing to go and do those. I promise you a situous podcast and, and fucking springtime 2025 uh 2024 we could be you know maybe doing a live pod in a different country we could yeah. maybe do one from a jet go live from an airport this the possibilities are endless because all you have to be is consistent in that creativity and try different things. Of and course, we're start too. right. Of course, we're, we're on a couch now, but we could be outside in the street. You know, as long as you got Wi-Fi, you have a, your mics are running or whatever the case is. You could try a bunch of different things, and you have to be willing to go and do so. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't forgotten about you know building that school in Africa and all yeah. that other stuff. We're still working towards it. Best believe we will get there. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, it's it's a beautiful feeling to finally be you know monetized. Yeah, bro. You it know? is. It, it's cool because like. Well, shout out to the people watching this. That's awesome. Drop a comment if you're still watching us 20 episodes in. Some yep. people watched one and were like, man, not my thing. But it's cool because you build a community as well. You build a community. You build 
building stuff it just feels good right building feels great i don't know if, if people have ever built anything but building a business building a relationship building a podcast any sort of building there's a rewarding feeling that comes with it because you're like wow think about it like this 20 weeks ago 21 weeks ago 22 weeks ago this was an idea in our brain mm-hmm. and we're like, let's do it and then you said yes so we did it we put a bunch of hours in you've spent fucking over a day a day or two on a plane yep to make it to miami to film the podcast mm-hmm. and now we have something to show for it right and then 50 episodes from now 100 episodes from now we're gonna have more to show for it mm-hmm. and even if we don't we get to show our kids that we had a podcast when we were younger and it's like if you want if you don't want to live life like that it's fucking amazing bro the fact that you're gonna have, you can have kids in the future one day and you'll be like look i had a podcast when i was younger and they get to peek into your life and think about it and this is morbid but like when you die or i die this is on the internet forever. Right. Our, ki- our kids will literally have documented hundreds of hours of documented video, video footage of their fathers when we're gone. Right. And then even... How let's beautiful just say, is that? When you're, let's, let's not even go towards like death even. And while you're still alive, you're old age. Or not even old age. Like 10 years down the line. You're like, yo, I used to travel, hop on a plane every week go out to miami so we could film right oh well how would you even be able to do it's a commitment to it yeah you know it's a people will look at that and that's admirable yep. you know and and while while you're doing it you're building towards something i don't think there's a single person who's built something doesn't look back and they smile about the journey that it took to get to where it is yeah. the end destination is cool but when you can enjoy the journey you can enjoy the grind I think that 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 is that is one of those peak things. It's difficult when things are down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's difficult when things are down. But if you have that perspective and you know we're building, we're working towards something, and you can find peace in the journey, ah, oh, it's beautiful. When you can look back on it, I go through my Instagram memories a lot. I'm like, wow, this is when I was doing this or when I was doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like reminiscing feels good, bro. Yeah. It feels good because you're like, wow, I really did that. Yeah, and, 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 and it's, the, it's, it's the, the right same. kind of reminiscing. You're proud, yeah, you're proud of yourself. You're not like, oh my God, I wish my life was like this again. You're like, wow, I did that. And you, you have a sense of pride with the fact that you're happy with yourself mm-hmm. because of the fact that you did that. And I think that's like a feeling that like you cannot compare to anything, bro. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. So, yeah, that, that's uh, good news with the podcast. I love... I love this shit. And I think this is going to get us even more fired up too. Because when you start seeing a little bit of, you want to figure out how you can make a dollar into a hundred and then a hundred into a thousand, a thousand into a a million. Because it's like a game. Right. Life is a game like that. We look at the numbers, we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And the more we do, the more we make, um, it's all directly up to us. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent, and then you, there's there's a shit ton of stuff that you can now allocate towards the pod because you can push a bunch of different things. You, it's it's freedom. I think it's it's really freedom. I think I'm with. You uh, said um, something fire the other day. You posted on your story. It's like there's no better feeling than when you bet on yourself with your own money and you win. Right, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. When there's, you bet on yourself like with it. your own money and you win, because it's like yo. I fucking did that, bro. Yep. And it's your money, so it's like you know how hard you worked for it. Mm-hmm. And you bet on yourself, so you know, like, I believe in myself, and you win. 
So I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You when you put that, I was like, this is so far. I wanted to repost it, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TJ got there. Shout out to TJ. Yeah. But you know, with uh, um, with, with with that, it really is true because a lot of times people they don't invest in this. People say they invest in themselves. Well, how much money are you putting into yourself? Yeah. How much are you really invest? Time is one thing because that that is incredibly important. But if you now put your own money behind something, you say, you know what, I believe in this, and you go a hundred percent into it. Even if you were to fail, you at least get the experience out of it. But when you win, there is nothing, yeah. nothing more satisfactory than that. It is by far, I think, one of the greatest highs that you can possibly get because you, you have verifiable evidence of what it is that you did worked out in your favor and you can continue to feel the fruits of that labor. It, it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely Motherfucking beautiful. mic drop. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Episode 21, finally monetized, man. I'd love to see the comment section congratulate us on getting monetized. Yeah. And congratulations to the, um, the audience as well, you know, sticking with us here this long, man. We got to do something for the audience. I'm trying to think of what we can do. We might, we should do like a in-studio podcast, like a live one, mm. and have people come watch us and ask us questions. That'd be fire. I don't know yet. We're early on in this journey. Obviously, we got to figure it out, but that would be so super cool. Yeah, to, it'd be dope, to have man. anyone. Whatever you, what do you guys want? In the comments, drop it. If you're still watching us, fucking 20 hours later, 20 episodes later, uh, one, I appreciate you. I love you, but what do you want us to do? How can we make your, your life better? How can we kind of give you a reward for all the support? Talk to me. Let me know. We'll try and work something out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like a giveaway, something like giveaway that. Giveaway would be fire. Yeah, yeah, giveaway or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty dope, man. But this is one of those situations where, you know, you got to utilize the comment section. We'll definitely take a look up in there. See what you guys say um, would be great ideas uh, um, to, to, you know, for engagement between us and you guys. So you, you certainly, you guys let us know up in that comment section. But this is dope, man. This is dope, man. I'm glad Good we done made it, man. This is, this, this is awesome. This is awesome made feeling. It. This is an awesome feeling. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this has been episode number 21. Is it 21 or 22? 21, 22. One of those. 21. 21. 21. Of the Assiduous Podcast, where it is, again, I, the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, the chiseled Adonis. And he is enjoying Coke. The serial entrepreneur, Flapino Prince Tycoon, Rene Lacotte. And this is, we are Assiduous. Chicka chicka poo poo. Why are you pulling hard rock?